Caitlin here. I am really excited to share with you our Q&A sessions with Dongwon Song and Marissa Meyer. So if you already self-published some books and you wanted to pitch a different book that's not self-published to like an agent and get traditionally published, do they kind of frown on the fact that you're already self-published? I've heard that's kind of a thing. Is that true? Kristen, do you want to answer that as somebody who actually acquires books? Um, so I think it kind of depends on who you're pitching it to. As somebody who works in acquisitions, I get things from people who have self-published all the time. And if they're new manuscripts, we don't care. We look at them as a manuscript on their own and evaluate them the same as we would from somebody who hadn't published before. Um, I, I have heard some people express some, some dissatisfaction, I guess, or, or that they don't particularly like when people self-publish before, but I think that's a totally case by case thing. And that if you just find the right agent, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And jump in real quick too, and sort of confirm everything that you're saying there that like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter really. I mean, if that book did great, then that can help you out. If it didn't really sell, then it, it, it doesn't make much difference one way or the other. So, you know, I think it's always worth mentioning that you have experience doing it, but um, it's not going to keep us from being excited or interested. Okay. Thank you so much. Are there any other questions? <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere. <laughs> we could all just start asking. I have a question for Don Song actually because of a Twitter thread he posted yesterday. But it looks uh, like there are a few in the chat chat box if we want to take a look at we've got we've got a couple raised hands too. Oh, okay. what, what would what do you prefer? What tell me what you want. Oh no no. We'll let attendees ask questions first. I was just saying okay. nobody feels like asking questions and I'm going to. Okay. All right, Daphne, I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead. So if you are submitting to agents and you're looking at your work and you're like, hey, you know, this is kind of a high word count, um, but you've run it through beta readers and multiple times and you've kind of reached the point where, you know, the word count people are, the feedback you're getting is, that the word counts necessary. Um, what's the best way to, in your query letter, to kind of pitch that to an agent to where the word count's not going to be, you know, I'm not talking like a hundred, maybe thousand words or anything. Um, but what's the best way to pitch a slightly high word count to, um, to where that's not gonna be an instant turnoff? Can I ask what genre and category you're working in? Uh, fantasy, YA fantasy. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's the kind of thing that you don't have to apologize for. Um, I think you say what the word count is up front. And then I think what you need to do is communicate the scope of your story in your pitch, right? So if it feels like a really lean, single POV, like tight story. Then if I see 150,000 word count, then I'll be like, well, this seems long for what the book I'm being pitched is. So just make sure you're getting across the scope of your story and all the different elements in it. And I don't think it'll be an issue one way or the other. Awesome. Thank you. That's really helpful. Okay, Rebecca, I'm going to unmute you. Rebecca, I'm probably going to say your name wrong. Isert? 
You got it. Hey. Um, hey, I know. I saw your name and I was like, we went to school together. Um, <laughs> so my question was, you mentioned that um, prologues are semi out of vogue. Um, in my current work of progress, I have one. And, you know, after you said that, I'm like, can I rework that? And there's a possibility that I could. But in, in that they're out of vogue currently, how would that impact, quote unquote, sellability or even, you know, maybe somebody taking a look at the work that I'm doing. So my personal opinion, and I'd be interested to see what Dong Wan has to say, is that I'm never going to not read a book just because there's a prologue. If the prologue turns out to feel necessary, great. Like I can think of a lot of um, young adult fiction that has come out recently that has prologues, even though it's sort of out of vogue, but if this if it's important to the story i say keep it and let let the agent or the editor that you're submitting to decide if it's worth keeping um i think the prologue wars get relitigated about every six months uh it feels like twitter explodes on a regular schedule about like everyone's feelings about prologues um i think i'm seen as someone who's anti-prologue which i don't really understand what i said that maybe put me in that category um, I think a lot of times prologues can feel really unnecessary. Um, I don't, I think we over-index on how important they are. Uh, you know, I don't think that you need to think, oh, I have a prologue, so my book's never going to sell. I think what you need to focus on is, is my prologue really necessary? And is it communing, communicating exciting information that's going to feel connected to the first chapter as soon as I get there, right? Should this be a chapter one? Should it not be here? Those are the kind of questions. I just want to be able to ask questions of like, do, do I need this? versus including one by default or not including one by default, right? It, it's, for me, it's not a question of are prologues good or bad, it's a question of is this one important? And I've often seen prologues that I felt weren't necessary. So, you know, I, I would just ask yourself, do I need this one and is it working in this manuscript rather than having the bigger question of should they exist at all? Awesome, thank you. Okay, we'll go to Mary Denton Taylor, I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead. Hello. Um, okay. I am struggling to know uh, whether or not I should move on from querying um, my current project. Um, oh, everybody froze for me for a second. Okay, good. Um, I have uh, queried probably almost 70 agents and I've actually got a really huge return, like probably almost 30% um, full request rate, which, you know, has been encouraging, but you know, nothing's picked, nobody's picked it up. So do you have any advice on like when to know when to move on um, or like what my next step should be? I mean, I've been writing other things in the meantime, but any thoughts? Um, if you want to hear for me, I queried like probably 200 agents before I got my first one with a project that I'm not really surprised it took that long because it was dystopia and dystopia was not selling at the moment. So, I mean, I had lots of people tell me that like they gave me positive feedback about my writing and they're like, if you ever write something else, you know, send it my way. So I think it depends on what kind of feedback you're getting probably. You know, from my perspective, and, you know, my perspective is obviously going to be quite different than, than the author point of view. Um, you know, from where I sit, a lot of times it's, 
it can take a long time to find the right person, right? And sometimes, you know, you need to be patient at the same time that in this business, you always have the next project, right? You always have the next book that you can send out and try to get the person you're most excited to work about. So, you know, I think when you're done querying a project is when you've run out of people you're excited to work with. Um, you know, a thing that I focus on is, you know, the wrong agent can be a lot worse for your career than no agent at all. Um, so do your homework and make sure that the people you're submitting to are people you really want to work with and that you be, you feel like would be good for your career and good fits for you personally. And if you've exhausted those possibilities, then, then it's time to move on to another project, I think. Right. Um, and you know, that can be a difficult moment and that can be challenging to, to make that call, but sometimes it's what's necessary. So. Thank you. If I, if I can jump back in really quick, mm -hmm. it also depends on who you are querying. Because if you are a newbie author, um, it's really hard to get really busy agents' attention. So if you're only querying like Holly Root and, uh, you know, if you're only querying really big names that everybody has heard of, you're probably going to have a slightly harder time getting attention. So that might be something else that you should look at. Like smaller names. We didn't names, use my name on that list. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Well, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> say anything. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I think that's really important. And sometimes going with younger agents um, and people who are starting out can be a really great strategy, right? Because those are people who will grow with you over the course of your career. Um, you know, and, and we get very busy very quickly. So finding people when they're really bringing on a lot of new people, when they can really focus on your career can be a really great strategy. Um, so. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll do, I mean, we're out of time, but I'm being nice. So we can do um, a couple, we'll just do a couple of the, the other raised hands that are there. So Mary Denton Taylor, I will unmute you. Sometimes my computer takes a second. There you go. That was me already. I'm. Oh, I'm that was you already. Oh, cause you know what? I didn't lower your hand. So that was my fault. So thank you. Okay, Sarah Lynn John. Hi there. Um, I just had a question, um, Dong Wong, when you were talking and you were talking about how your story needs to, why is this your story and why is it, um, and it needs to be an authentic part of you. Uh, I'm work as you know, I'm working on this middle grade, uh, 12 year old boy um, protagonist and I'm kind of, he's diabetic. I'm channeling my son's experiences and my, as a mother kind of coming at it from that way. Do you think that even though it's not my own experiences that I can still show that authentically, you know, I've struggled, you know, trying to channel my sons instead of, you know, my own childhood, because I'm coming at a, a male protagonist instead of the female protagonist. Do you, do you find it's hard for authors just to do the opposite gender and as a child, what are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's much that big of a deal, right? I like, you know, uh, fiction is fundamentally about empathy. It's about imagining other people's lived experience and, you know, channeling your own experience and channeling the experience of the people around you into that is part of the whole process. Right. So, you know, I, I would expect that to be part of what you're doing here. And, you know, I don't feel like you need to worry about it over much. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> and here's Marissa Meyer. At Alina Music asks, how do you keep from getting lost within your story, especially if you keep rewriting and changing a lot of facts, and especially if it's involving multiple perspectives and characters with complex background stories? Yeah, um, I've <laughs> been there. <laughs> um, yeah, 
revisions um, and going back. So hmm. that's a complicated question. That's a whole episode, right? Because <laughs> it does. Like as you're writing and then rewriting and then revising multiple times, things are changing constantly, um, and it can be really difficult, if not impossible, to keep every little detail straight. Um, honestly. I say don't worry that much about it um, until you get to the editing portion. Um, like worry about finding the voice and getting the plot, the big pieces of your plot nailed down um, and know that once everything is starting to come together and feel like, okay, now I've got this story figured out. Now I know what's happening. Um, then you can go back and, you know, do a round of revisions or editing in which at that point, you're really focused on uh, checking for consistency and uh, trying to find those little details that have changed over the course of it and bringing everything together and, and bringing it all in line. That's a great answer. Cameron, do you want to ask the next one? Absolutely. Uh, at Design Me Write asks, do you have a book or book series that has influenced your work or that inspired your work? So many, <laughs> so <laughs> many books. Um, I, I mean, we don't create in a vacuum, right? I mean, everything that you read and every movie that you watch and everything you love and the music you listen to and it all, it all comes in and influences and, you know, changes who you are as a person and as a writer. Um, so in a lot of ways, I feel like every book I've ever read has impacted my writing in some way or another. Um but I mean, more specifically, is there, I don't know that I have any that like, I feel like this is, this is the book that really affected me um, as a writer. There are some like with Heartless when I was writing Heartless, which is a prequel to um, Alice in Wonderland, obviously Alice in Wonderland played a big role. Um, but more than that, I was looking at um, like Lainey Taylor um, or, uh, Lee Bardugo and, you know, fantasy writers who have just a wonderful way with words and writing really magical prose. Um, and so I was kind of looking at them for inspiration to craft the actual you know, voice and cadence of the story. Um, so there are examples like that um, where I would, you know, use one book to kind of inspire what I was writing at a particular time. But I don't know that I have like one book or one series that like this is what made me want to be a writer. There's just been so many. Do you want to do one more? Um, Tie-Dye Memories, at Tie-Dye Memories, asks, how did you manage editing? It's such a daunting process, especially working through NaNoWriMo as you were writing the story. Stories are so rough from NaNo, editing seems daunting. Do you have any tips? I would also like to know the answer to this question. NaNoWriMo <laughs> makes me hate myself, and so I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is daunting. No, it is so intimidating once you've written that first draft and now you have, you know, a hundred thousand words sitting in front of you and to know, okay, well now what do I do? It's a scary part of the process. Um, so for, for me, I have kind of over the, over the many books that I've written developed a process, um, in which I do everything that I can to make it seem less daunting and less intimidating um, and really try to break it down into smaller and smaller goals. Um, and so you're not thinking of trying to rewrite this entire book. Um, instead, I'll uh, read through the book and make a list of everything that needs to change and everything I want to work on and make better and 
this character needs to be deleted and this character needs to be more interesting and oh, this subplot changed halfway through, so I need to go back and rewrite that portion. Um, and I'll just, I'll end up with this very, very long list of all of the things that need to be revised in the book. Um, and then I will go through, like, let's say that there's a character that's, uh, I know I'm going to delete this character. They're not necessary. I'm going to remove them from the book. Um, so then I'll go and in every chapter where that character shows up, I'll have a note at the start of the chapter, delete so-and-so. Um, and I'll go plug that, that just delete so-and-so into every chapter where he shows up or she shows up. Um, and then, okay, this character used to be uh, a hairdresser and now they work at a grocery store. Okay, I, I go through every chapter where they're a hairdresser and I'd say change to grocery store, change to grocery store, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then once I've done that and kind of plugged in every revision um, and made like a chapter by chapter list of the things that I want to fix in each chapter, um, then I can take it one chapter at a time. And I know exactly what I need to fix and change in these 10 pages rather than what I need to change over the next 400 pages. Thanks for listening. We've got some exciting news coming up for people who have submitted their chapters in the past and asked for a critique regardless of whether or not they got chosen for the guest, so stay tuned. We will see you next week. Bye.